We are not debtors to the flesh. If we live in the flesh, we will die. But if we put to death the needs of the body, we will live. These are very strong words that we hear in our second reading today from St. Paul. It's a rather harsh metaphor. And I think especially in our day and age, they sound especially extreme. And nobody likes to be thought of as extreme or seen as fanatical. But these words concern our holiness, brothers and sisters, and there is nothing extreme about holiness. And there is nothing fanatical about avoiding sin. That is our life's mission to do good and to avoid evil. It's pretty much the summary of every homily. We could save a lot of time at Mass if I just got up here and said, do good, avoid evil, and walked over there and began the profession of faith, but I don't do that. But it's a very short, simple, and sweet motto, really, for life, to do good and to avoid evil. And it seems that the first half of that is a little bit easier to do sometimes than that second half. It's sometimes easier to do good than to avoid evil. There's a little bit of a difficulty with avoiding evil. Because sin is an insidious cancer to our souls. If we let it into our lives, we are inviting it to spread and to become more deeply rooted in our souls that it's harder to get rid of it and harder to avoid it in the future. So we should react very strongly when it comes to avoiding evil. There should be a healthy fervor in ridding our souls of sin. There should be this healthy obsession in our lives to avoid evil. And one of the major ways we can avoid evil is to avoid what's called the near occasion of sin. Those of you who might still be in grade school or remember grade school might know what that means. To avoid the near occasion of sin is to avoid the circumstances and situations that entice us to sin. One of the forms of the, uh, of the act of contrition ends with, I resolve to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. It's something that a lot of us might profess a lot, but might not fully understand. And avoiding that near occasion of sin is central to living in the spirit and putting the needs of the body to death. We have to ask ourselves sometimes, what is it going to take for me to get rid of this sinful habit in my life and am I willing to take the steps to do it? Because truth be told, we can have a lot of sinful habits in our life, especially sins against lust or sins of impurity, sins of gossip with certain people, maybe a, a tendency to overdrink sometimes, or maybe even an anger at especially our current political climate. All of these are examples of living in the flesh, but in order to truly put the flesh to death, in order to be rid of these sins, sometimes we might have to take some drastic measures. If our tendency is to lust, maybe we might have to put that computer in an open space in the house or have a friend be an accountability partner for us to help us on that journey toward purity. Maybe if our tendency is toward gossip, we might have to avoid some of those people or some of those situations where we know we're tempted to gossip or maybe change the conversation accordingly. If our tendency is to hit the bottle, then maybe we shouldn't go to those establishments or hang out with those certain people that can lead us down that road. Or maybe if we have a particular anger towards just politics in general, we might have to not watch the news as much or stay away from social media. Because sometimes just simply saying, I want to avoid sin, isn't enough. 
We have to take concrete steps to avoid that near occasion of sin, to avoid even falling into temptation. It's the same reason that a parent might say to their child, don't, don't play so close to that fire because eventually you're going to get burned. This is, all, this is also a very idealistic thing, however, but because we know that in the day-to-day, -day, this takes work. We have to put a little sweat into it. It takes a lot of effort. And when we do this, it can very easily seem like a burden or that life can lose its joy when we're constantly having to fight this battle against sin. But that's where today's gospel comes in, where Christ calls us to take up a yoke, to learn from him who is meek and humble of heart, and find rest for ourselves. For the yoke of Christ is easy, and his burden is light. Sometimes that's what it takes to avoid that near occasion of sin. And Again, we think that it's often a burden to have to keep fighting it, but Christ reminds us it is a burden that is easy and a yoke that is light. And that's sometimes what is needed to conform our will to that of God. We have to put the body, put the flesh to death in order to live in the spirit. And whenever that happens, it is a yoke that is easy, it is a burden that is light. Because when we put ourselves in that near occasion of sin, brothers and sisters, we're really putting our will in contradiction with the will of God. It's almost like creating a cross where one beam is at variance with another beam. And when we go into that near occasion of sin, we are creating nothing but crosses in our lives. But our Lord calls us to place the beam of our will beside the beam of His will and to create a yoke that is always easy and a burden that is always light. We should fashion yokes and not crosses in our lives, brothers and sisters. Maybe a more vivid example of this uh, was something that I remember as a very young kid. I remember as a family, we took one plane trip as a, as a very young kid. We would always drive everywhere else for vacation. But I remember it specifically because it was before 9-11 and really how carefree it was to go through security and get on a plane. However, after that terrible day, everything changed. There were a lot of necessary changes that we had to make to our airport security system. And at the time when it first happened, it might have seemed crazy and fanatical. Why do we have to take off our shoes, take off our belts and liquids and all these, all these little bitty things that might seem like a great burden? But eventually we've learned to live with it as a normal way of life and our airplanes are safer than they ever were before. And to this day, since 9-11, there has been no flight based in the US that has been used as a weapon to hurt other people. So that same approach is needed with sin in our lives. We sometimes have to take measures that, we, that might seem fanatical or might seem very inconvenient, but it's worth it. We have to put up barriers between ourselves and our sins to make it difficult for us to fall into them. Not, to avoid not just sin, but that near occasion of sin as well. And it's only then that we will truly be free from sin, that we'll live not in the flesh, but we'll live in the spirit. Because nothing is more important in our lives than avoiding evil. So we should do everything in our power to avoid sin and that near occasion of sin. We want to put ourselves in the best possible position to live in the Spirit. So today, brothers and sisters, let's ask ourselves, what are some of my simple habits? And what can I do to avoid them in the future? And am I willing to do what it takes in order to rid this sin from my life. Because it's going to take work. It's going to take effort. 
And from, and from the perspective of the world, it very well could easily seem like a burden. But as our Lord reminds us, to live in the Spirit, to put the flesh to death, and to take up the yoke of, of Christ is undoubtedly worth it.